Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Now, we're going to meet Richard Edwards. Um, we've got a, it's a new-ish travel feature uh, called Heading Off. And the road trip, of course, the roadie, as is a classic New Zealand holiday. Uh, we load up the car with all our gear, the fishing gear, the bikes, uh, the sleeping bags, tents, all that stuff. Maybe a kayak on the roof, uh, and then you hit the road. But as we increasingly electrify our cars, is the future of the road trip in danger? Richard Edwards is an EV road trip veteran and he's managing editor of EVs and Beyond. And he's taken hundreds of EV road trips uh, reviewing the experience for his uh, YouTube channel, EVs and Beyond YouTube channel. And he joins me now to share some top tips for uh, planning the the perfect all-electric road trip. Hi, Richard. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Just... uh... Done another hundred odd kilometres just this afternoon of EV mileage, nice and easy, and uh, no need to buy gas. Are you plugged in? <laughs> I'm not actually. I uh, I, I rushed it home uh, and uh, jumped out of the car to get uh, on to be on the show today. So yeah. uh, no, not at the moment, but I should be. I should be. How many road trips have you actually done in your EV? Well, in a range of EVs. I mean, I'd review a lot of EVs uh, across the market. Uh, so, yeah, a lot. I uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily hundreds, but um, some uh, some really interesting ones. Uh, a lot of up and down the country between, between Auckland and Wellington or Auckland and Christchurch and a few ones uh, a bit further afield as well. So what are the, uh, I mean, the pitfalls? Let's start with the, the bad stuff because there's obviously a lot of good stuff, as you've already alluded to. Um, not spending any money on petrol is one huge one. But anyway, are there pitfalls that people have to be aware of with an EV road trip? Uh, yes and no. I mean, in the past, potentially there were when uh, we had a lot of smaller range electric vehicles on the road, so some of the older Leafs uh, and and the like. Uh, but these days with the modern EVs that are coming into the country, they're, they're pretty much really capable when it comes to travelling long distances. Mm. Now, if we're totally honest, there's things they potentially can't do as easily as other vehicles. If you're going to go and load up for, you know, three weeks camping with a two and a half ton boat on the back, hmm. then potentially an EV is not for you yet. Uh, but for most other purposes, uh, they are a great way of travelling with a huge range of positives. Because, mm. of course, this was always the talk, I and mean, you never hear it much these days, the range anxiety, where people are worried that they're not going to get up to to the next charging station. Uh, is, does that no longer exist? No, not not really. I mean, uh, the average EV that's being sold in New Zealand these days will do between three and 400 kilometres uh, on the open road. And three to 400 kilometres on the open road in New Zealand is five to six hours of driving. You don't mm. average 100 kilometres an hour on New Zealand roads. They're just not good enough to do that. Um, and so generally you're going to get between not just from charging station to charging station, but you've got multiple options and you can skip plenty of them. I mean, I'm doing a... Uh, a road trip uh, next week. I'm driving Auckland to uh, Christchurch, and I'm only probably going to charge twice on that entire trip. And I'll actually pass, you know, thirty to forty 
great high-speed charging options on that trip that I just don't, simply won't need to use. Uh, and also, when you're you're traveling, you do tend to want to stop. It would be to be to look at things or simply to rest or use the bathroom or grab a coffee. And I try and work in with my trips that I'll charge during those times rather than necessarily having to stop just for the purposes of charging. And how long do you generally stop for for a charge or recharge? Yeah, so it depend, depends on, on how you're driving. I mean, if, if you're wanting to just get down the country and stop as little as possible, then you might stop for, say, uh, 30 to 40 minutes, maybe twice between Auckland and Wellington. Um, so about the same, I find, as what you would stop for a break, for lunch, mm. for um, a rest, uh, or, or, you know, to go check out the sites. Mm. Uh, realistically, yeah, if you're talking about every 300 kilometres stopping for about 35 minutes, you're probably about on the mark. And, of course, that's giving you a decent rest so that you're not fatigued driving down that road. I find you probably actually need to rest more often than the car does need to be charged. Um, as I said, 300k is really five hours of driving in New Zealand. Um, that's a long way, particularly if you've got kids in the back. Um, so, yeah, totally doable. So how do we go about making a trip? Um, what, what What's the planning involved? Um, I mean, these days there's so much charging you don't necessarily, if you are used to your electric vehicle, need to plan as such. You can just go and just stop at the nearest charger as you need to. But there are some great uh, systems uh, that you can use to do that planning. There's um, apps like PlugShare. PlugShare is a great searchable map of all the uh, electric vehicle chargers around the country. So you can jump on there and look where you're going and see if there's some charging and what kind of speed charging uh, there is. There's also apps that will work to allow you to plan your trip uh, then and suggest where you can charge for the best possible efficiency and cost and, spe- and uh, timing. Uh, so the main ones out there of those are a locally developed app called PowerTrip. Uh, and also there's an internationally uh, um, set up app called A Better Route Planner. Uh, and that one's really handy too in that it it integrates with Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Mm. Uh, so you can actually have that as your navigation system on the dashboard in your car, and it'll tell you where and for how long you need to charge. And it'll even work out in some cases if the charges are available or not. Uh, some cars have that built in now too. So if you're using a Tesla or um, a Polestar, certain uh, BMWs or Mercedes, you can put your final destination into the sat-nav on the vehicle, and it'll suggest that you need to charge at this point and that point, and you just follow the instructions. Mm. Now, you did allude to this before, but, um, you know, when you go on holiday, you pack a lot of lot of stuff. Um, and does that impact, I know, possibly not towing a boat, that's probably the extreme, but nonetheless, even a family of four would have quite a bit of uh, luggage. Does that actually affect the range of the EV markedly? Yeah, it can. If you're if you're heavily laden, you you can't beat physics, and you know mass takes energy to move, and so you do have to account for that. And sometimes just thinking whether you do need all that stuff is helpful in advance, or simply just account for it. Um, I know people who do EV road trips, and they still want to take everything with them in the kitchen sink and the four bikes on the back on a bike carrier, all that kind of stuff. They just account for that in their trip. And mm. see, when these cars are doing three to four hundred kilometers now. Um, it's it's not like you're at risk of not making it between charging stops. So you yeah. just account for that in your planning. Uh, or as you're going in the country, you just charge a little bit longer at each stop to account for the fact that you've got so much on board. And, of course, I think you also suggest uh, you should book in hotels that offer free charging or campgrounds, et cetera. 
Yeah, so that's one thing I uh, make a big policy of when I'm traveling. I always try and stay at a hotel with charging uh, or a, a motel charging or there's campgrounds that do have charging as well. Uh, and the reasons behind that uh, multiple. Uh, one, when you're fast charging the, during the day, you're generally only getting up at good efficient speeds up to about 80%. But if you charge overnight on AC at a, uh, at a hotel, um, then you're leaving in the, to start the day with 100%. So you're always going to end up with the best possible range for that day. Mm. But the other factor is it's just you're not having to go to somewhere else to charge. You're, you're, the car is charging while you sleep. Generally, a lot of these hotels will offer as a free service or for a few dollars. So it's uh, also really, if you think about it, you're kind of adding some of your, your fuel costs into your hotel. It kind of works out a little bit better, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, in regards to your charge speeds during the day, you're going to get a better average if you're starting with that full battery that's been charged overnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really handy thing. And it's easy to find now. If you look at most of the major booking engines, I know uh, Booking.com certainly does this. Uh, they do have in their filter a button you can push to only suggest hotels with uh, electric vehicle chargers in the same way you might go and push a button that you only want hotels with air conditioning or with spa pools. Uh, they treat that as just part of the the search process now for accommodation. And I think that shows how far ahead a lot of other countries are with uh, electric vehicles. You know, people are doing big road trips with electric vehicles in the UK, Europe, America, and this is something that's on people's minds when they're doing those things over there. Yeah, yeah. Grant says, is it possible to charge your car on the ferries? Isn't yet. Now, there was some uh, funding allocated by the government for some research on that a few years ago, uh, and I believe that that was part of the, unfortunately, in the process of being cancelled, new ferry program. Uh, But there is good charging either side of the ferries, so there's fairly good charging in the approach to Wellington. There's uh, great charging that's been installed, uh, particularly in Blenheim. There's a whole pile of new charging that's gone in there recently. Mm. Uh, So, no, you can't charge on the ferry yet. Uh, One day, I'm sure, it would be a great way to do it. There are ferries up in Europe that do have charging built in. Yeah. Um, so if we, if we ever get those brand day. new big flash ferries, if they ever eventuate, I'm sure they will have charging for EVs on board. Um, another here, Hamish says, I've just done a 350 plus trip for the uh, first time in our new EV. Lots of public charges available if needed, and it was very easy to use. Petrol burning just doesn't make sense to us now. So, well, you're fortunate if you've got yeah. an EV. It's a it's a huge bonus, isn't it? Yeah, and the cost of doing these road trips is actually um, uh, not too bad. At the moment, before we're getting road user charges in about a month's time, uh, yes. start of April. Uh, at the moment, it is definitely cheaper to do an electric vehicle, uh, a road trip in an electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the once the road user charges come in, compared to most vehicles, it will still be cheaper to do an, a, a road trip in an electric vehicle. You're paying more for your power when you're out on the road. Uh, because fast charging does cost more than just charging at home, uh, but the numbers still stack up pretty strongly towards an electric vehicle. Is there any free charging around? Uh, yes, there's a, there is some free charging. I mean, certainly there's some at, as we mentioned, for accommodation uh, yeah. at uh, malls, uh, but it tends to be the slower charging. Uh, we've just seen the fast, the last of the main fast free charging uh, DC charging uh, go that was in the Auckland market and that's mm. been uh, taken away now. Free charging, free fast charging creates bad habits. People charge when they don't need to charge. Yes. Um, but there's plenty of AC, free AC charging as I said at accommodation. Some tourist um, uh, areas will have it. 
as well uh, at uh, sightseeing spots, commercial sightseeing spots. They'll uh, have that there as a way to attract customers. They know that uh, that these people uh, driving EVs have a little bit of extra cash usually, and uh, they do get on the road. Statistically, EV drivers spend more time driving than your average New Zealand motorist, and I think some of that comes down to the fact that there's just not the cost implications there of, of hitting the road. Right. And what about, uh, are there any electric camper vans? Do they exist? So, yeah, so there has been. Um, they uh, There was uh, both uh, Juicy and THL, so the um, the Brits and Maui brands, they have trialled them. I don't believe they've got any on the road at the moment. Uh, they, I took a road trip in both of those uh, those vehicles, and they were they were interesting vehicles. They were obviously there's the, a bit of an issue with weight. You know, camper vans, motorhomes are quite heavy. Uh, and back when they did trial those, batteries were relatively small, uh, and range was modest. Uh, but I'm sure we'll see those come again in the future. Uh, you know, motorhome uh, trips, you tend to rather than do big distances in a day, you hop from spot to spot. Uh, and you're also stationary at uh, campgrounds, uh, which generally will have power supplies uh, for, you know, pretty much every night. Uh, so they do have some advantages there. Uh, and also for those who aren't staying at campgrounds but fast charge, uh, you've got that giant battery there. So you generally will be able to avoid having gas gas uh, cookers and gas heating. You can have electric heating, electric electric uh, um, uh, cooking instead. Yeah. Uh, which I think makes for an all-around more pleasant experience. Um, running gas inside a small motorhome, I never really liked the idea of. I, I have done it. But, uh, yeah, they the, the possibilities are there, and there's certainly some big electric uh, motorhome uh, concepts, particularly over in Europe, that will hopefully land in New Zealand at some point. And what about hire companies? They've got a lot of EVs now, haven't they? Um, perhaps is that a tester, you know, take a hire vehicle out and see how you go with it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so most of the major rental car companies in New Zealand now offer uh, electric vehicle options, uh, and they are. They're a great way to get out there and try an electric vehicle. Uh, they uh, have generally models that perhaps uh, you wouldn't, some people may not have as their day-to-day car. So if you've got a Leaf, perhaps, uh, so you don't necessarily feel you've got the capability to go out and do road trips, uh, maybe a great option for you is to park up your leaf when you go on holiday and go and hire a Tesla Model Y or a, a BYD 803 or something even more mm. uh, luxurious for a road trip. Uh, or if you don't drive an electric vehicle, I mean, have a look at the numbers. It may be a case of that going and renting an electric vehicle could be cheaper mm. for you than driving your own petrol vehicle for a road trip, uh, certainly in the time we've got before road user charges come in uh the uh yeah or it could just be something different a different way to see the country one thing i will say is is traveling an electric vehicle i have found is nicer than traveling in a petrol vehicle for a couple of reasons you have less noise you have less vibration uh and uh yeah that's just a, a i personally feel a more relaxed way of traveling the other aspect too is a lot of these electric vehicles now have a lot of the modern driver assistance technologies like adaptive cruise, lane keep, uh, even more advanced systems and vehicles like the Teslas. Mm. And that can make them just even more relaxing, particularly when you're doing long highway miles. Mm. Richard, great to chat. Thanks for that. Uh, fascinating uh, discussion about EVs. And uh, good luck on your next roadie. Thank you. Doing one next week. Good on you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.